0: You call yourself a maker? You smell like fair and corn chips. Drop and give me 45 minutes. This is not your grandparents' Tinker Toys. This is a creator's collective, private. Listen up and don't give me that face. Herberholz, Wright, and Walker are about to demonstrate the proper way to create. And if you have questions, you had better be in the live chat. Otherwise, I'm going to plant my boots so far up your hindy that your mother is going to be crying. Now, listen up, you jelly-pasted cow pies! And we're back for another exciting episode of The Creators Collective. This is episode number 119, and we are going to be having a ton of fun today because apparently Will has a better internet connection. Woo! Hey, he said what one word without breaking up. This is cool. This would be interesting. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be having a good bit of time here. And I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons on Patreon, particularly Darren Mates, Caleb Harris, if you can make this too, and Judith Grass. You're helping make this channel better. So thank you for that. Also, if you'd like to uh, listen to us, you can do that on iTunes, Google Play, Cloud, uh, Cloud Stitcher, Cloud, SoundCloud, Sol- yeah, all those places. <laughs> or you can join us live here every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on the creators collective youtube channel and uh yes uh, we do pull most of our comments and questions from the the live chat so if you want to join us there come on over and enjoy the party let's uh let's jump into what we're what we've been working on zach since you just joined us what uh what do you have going on
1: mm. <clears throat> forging <Zach's> snacks <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i went out to the shop early this morning and started forging a bunch of stuff and then i just got the mess i i'm i usually always remember that's a weird thing to say, usually, always. Um, no, and then I got a message, and I'm like, oh, crap. The podcast is in, like, five minutes, and I had a ton <laughs> of, like, hot metal in the forge. Um, <laughs> let's see. What what have I been doing? Um, well, I forged an 8-inch chef's knife the other last week, and I kept it for me. and it's amazing. I'm happy with it. And yesterday I wasn't really feeling motivated to do anything, but, um, I did, I I powered through it and went out and I have this book that I'm this Mark Asprey blacksmithing book. That's they're really good. Um, and usually if I'm, if I don't have, you know, sometimes I just don't want to do work for money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I enjoy doing that, but every now and then you just, I feel like you you have to have, and I don't do like the Saturday, Sunday off. So I, I will work continuously for you know 10 11 days at a time doing paid work but every now and then I'm just like man I just don't want to do I don't want to do anything for anybody else and uh, so yesterday was one of those days so in despite feeling uninspired I'm like I'm just gonna pick a couple of things out of this book and work on them and and so that's I, you know I've kind of been going through it and that's been really good um really good skill builder but then yesterday I wanted to see how close I could get on that same because I really like that eight inch I have a picture of it on my um instagram uh i really like that and i wanted to see how close i could get without grinding so i (laughs) I forged this whole knife with like no grinding wow took me uh almost four hours which is disgusting it is completely unacceptable uh it's faster than i could do it (laughs) but i mean well you know typically what you do is you you'd hammer it out and uh I'd say most people would, would hammer it out rough, kind of get, you know, some blobbage and then just kind of draw profile it and be done. And you could probably do that in an hour or so. But, um, I really wanted to see how, how little grinding I could do on, on this. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, a lot of techniques. And I mean, just things that you could do so easily in a grinder, a lot of the times to like the finger notch and the handle was. um, it was it was just good practice and, and I feel like speed will come with time I just really uh, want to be as good at forging as I can and uh, you know, grindings grindings profiling things on a grinder is easy so um, yeah so that's kind of what I've been doing um, messing around I got uh, Lindsay um, an air graver I can't remember if I said that last week yeah um the thing is ridiculous i'm I'm finally getting the the control of of the system but the drawing is and i'm you know i'm not like an artist i've always been a i'd say i'm a a decent i'm a i'm a decent artist at you know drawing stuff i'm okay at it but i've never really like tried to develop that skill set much um but with the engraving and stuff that's Once you get the control of the system, it's really how much like laying things out and doing scroll work and all of that. So, um, that's kind of what I've, what I'm working on. Um, also today I have a couple more claw hammers, man. I'm tired of forging those things. (laughs) There's just so much extra work, but, um, I want to do something kind of wacky. So I have, I'm forging my main forging hammer. I have a two pound rounding hammer. And I want a two and a half pound, but I'm going to put a kind of ridiculously long handle on it. And my hammers (laughs) already have long handles, but this is going to be like probably a 17 and a half inch long handle on a two and a half pound hammer, which is crazy long, but uh, I, I want to try it. I think it'll be fun. And I decided I'm going to forge two of them and I'll probably auction the other one off. So it's going to be kind of a wacky one off hammer. But uh, keep your eyes peeled for that because it's going to happen. Sweet. So I think that's everything. Right now,
0: Cool. Well, what you got, Will?
2: Oh, baby. Uh, no. Um, I uh, Last weekend, I went out to – well, I got an inquiry for a new Live Edge bookmatched slab table uh, out of Cherry. Um, I've done one out of Cherry before and one out of Walnut. I just finished up the Walnut one that, I was, that I've been talking about for a while. Um, and right as I was finishing that one up, I got a new inquiry for a new cherry one. Um, so gave them a price before I sourced the slabs. Uh, then we agreed on that. And then I went to go, I called my normal slab guy and he was like, I don't think I have any book matches. And then I was like, oh crap. Uh, (laughs) so I've been trying to source those. Um, so I went out last weekend to my um, slab guy and dug through the piles and found a bookmatched pair that was wide enough um at the bottom like in the back corner of his stacks um <laughs> so there's a lot of moving of slabs with tractors and skid steers and stuff like that but I found the slabs um and I came away with some other stuff that he wanted me to play around with um some uh, blue atlas cedar which I've never worked with before and I was worried about the pitch in it um like gumming up uh like, if you put a finish over it and the pitch, mm-hmm. you know, messing with that. And he said that he hasn't had any problems with it, and I didn't believe him, so he just threw another slab of that in the truck. Um, so I'm excited to play with that. Uh, still working on the media console. I kind of took a break from that um, because uh, my Inventables X-Carve came in, and I mm-hmm. thought, yeah. And so I thought, hey, I'll just throw this together real quick, and that...
1: It's like a two-day build, right? Yeah. uh, I I had my dad put it together, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jason from Bourbon Moth uh, sent me a message on Instagram. As I was putting it together, he sent me a message, and it was a picture of his uh, X-Carb. And he goes, you should just do what I did and have one of your followers on Instagram, who's a mechanical engineer, put it together for you because he wants to. Uh, He's like, I literally haven't touched this. Like at all, and it's fully put together on a stand in the corner of my shop, and I was like, "Man, way to rub it in." Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that I severely underestimated how long that would take. It it took me like a good solid two days, uh, and the the instructions start out really, really thorough and 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 good, and then near the end of the instructions, I guess the guy got tired of writing the instructions, so he like would just assume that you would that you would know like to do certain steps. Uh, so I got, I would get like halfway through, you know, whatever step this was and then realize <laughs> that, Oh, I didn't do this because they didn't mention it in the instruction. So I'd have to take it all apart, do that one step and then, uh, you know, re put it back together. So anyway, that took, that sucked up a lot of time. Uh, so I didn't get much work done on the media console, uh, but I'm hoping to get the mortise and tenons cut and put together today. Uh, and then it should just be some assembly, uh, some, you know, putting hardware and stuff, mounting hardware, and then taking it off so I can paint and putting it all back together. Uh, what else am I working on? I, I have to go by my cheat sheet. Um, where am I? There we are. Uh, and I need to make some videos. I, uh, I keep, I have all these ideas for videos that I, that I want to get out. Um, and then again, that X carve just took up too much time. So I, I didn't actually get to film anything. Uh, but there are videos coming and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a zombie because of the baby, but, uh, <laughs> so I'm rambling, but James, what are you working on?
0: Uh, well, I'm finally getting to, um, doing solid work on the bed. So I have the headboard and the footboard, um, uh, rough assembled so all of the tenons through the legs are done and these things are huge um, for an idea they're they're five inch wide by half inch tenons um so they're, they're large tenons, and they go through four inches of white oak so i have to hand cut out ten mortises that are four inches deep through white oak and have them match on both sides because they're all through tenons um so wow. it's uh it's been a fun time in the shop and i've really been uh, enjoying it and playing with different ways to make it a little faster and so hopefully that video will be coming out on saturday um and now i'm starting to work on the panels or the the, the frame that the panels go into um uh, so hopefully that will be uh coming along here soon it's uh it, it looks like a simple project. It, it, I mean, there isn't that much to the bed, but I put enough little details and extra pieces like the corbels and um, sliding dovetails and the the entire thing will be built so that you don't need to use glue if you don't want to. Um, I mean, I'm going to glue together the headboard and footboard, but I'm not going to uh, but then you'll have the stretchers that go between that are are pinned in place. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be a it'll be an interesting bed and a lot of a lot of tight fitting joinery. Big tight fitting mm-hmm. joinery. <laughs>
2: question uh so you're gonna pin you're gonna pin the the stretchers to hold the headboard and footboard together basically the Mm -hmm. length the length of the bed right the the side rails um would you so i know you're doing it super traditionally uh but would you ever consider doing like the metal bed hardware so for easy breakdown like Um, the bed
0: i thought about it um, I, as I went back and forth a bunch of different ways on it, uh, I mean, the, the traditional method is a tusk to tenon. So you have the tenon go through the mm-hmm. leg and then you put a, a tusk through it so you can pull that out and disassemble it. Yep. Um, the problem with that is with this large joinery, it means it's going to be sticking out about three inches past the leg. And I didn't want anything sticking out the front of the bed because we want to put a hope chest there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I went the idea of, well, I'll just get some hardware and, you know, bolt them on or have, uh, clips that slide in and pop down. Mm-hmm. Um, And I thought that would be kind of cool, but I really wanted to keep it more, you know, almost traditional joinery. Um, uh, So I I ended up, I ended up going with the idea of a through tenon, so it sticks out a quarter inch on the outside, and putting pins in. The problem with pins in is they're almost impossible to pull out, and you have to have a way of pounding them from the other side. Well, there's going to be a panel on the other side, so you can't pound them out. So what I ended up doing is making, uh, if you imagine two pins side by side or top and bottom that go in together, Mm -hmm. and the the pins are made out of steel, and they have a bar that comes across and connects the two, so kind of like a horseshoe shape with the two pins that go in, and that way you have that that grip that you can grab and pull out both pins when you want to take it out. Okay. So it's disassemblable. Still has the tin and joinery, um, and then those then they they look kind of like a drawer pull um, sticking out the side of the bed, and that then is a piece of hardware that will tie them into the dresser sitting right beside it. Uh, because I'm using a lot of the same joinery, same carving, same shaping that I have on the dresser. So the two go together and those pins will then look like the drawer poles on the dresser. Um, So a bit of a a connection between the two.
2: Cool. Good explanation.
0: Should be fun. We'll we'll see how it goes. And I I just got those in actually the, uh, the, the pin. Um, It's a a guy in Europe who's making for me um, and I can never pronounce his name. Lon lone. um, I'll have a link to him in the next video. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then we have, uh, oh, I started to work on the, the flower boxes. Um, so I, I, for the last well, six months or so, I've been doing joinery in the live video. And so each week we do a, a joint. But I decided to actually do a project. And uh, since it's this time of year, and I want to actually put in a, uh, a small herb garden just outside my window so I can open the window and, and pull herbs. Um, I'm actually making a flower box to mount on there, which make a good live video. So we did the the dimensioning of the lumber and grooving. And next week we'll be starting in on dovetails and the bottom of it will be a a pillowed bottom. So kind of like a, like a a panel door, but on the bottom of the the box and may even be doing a video on installation. We'll see. So yeah, things are going pretty good. Nice. Uh, Do we have any questions this week? I didn't see the live chat.
2: Uh... Uh, Jonathan 24. was asking Zach about uh, long hammer handles. Oh, Maybe.
1: Yeah, sort of. I think that was, I think that was acknowledged. Um, so I mean, it's really interesting, like the the evolution of when you get, when you, when you work with a tool all the time, you, you get comfortable and you try different things and you have different ideas and that sort of thing. And I find that, um, I mean, I've always, I've always, uh, liked lighter hammers than than your average like give me as big heavy <laughs> as possible with the shortest handle because i'm i'm a man hammers.
0: Wax, wax um,
1: yeah i mean smaller hammers you can get into tighter quarters you have more control um most of what i'm doing i'm not forging boat anchors so i don't need you know a super weighty hammer um but you know having that extra handle really helps uh i mean really when you're when you're hitting something you're generating force that's what you do um uh you know or or kinetic energy which i've said this a million times probably but um is mass times velocity squared so um however you want to get it by more by more mass or by more velocity which is exponentially greater than increasing your mass um you know however you want to get that that extra energy uh by increasing mass or velocity and I, i guess i tend to favor increasing the the velocity more than increasing the weight so uh you know, it's easier to choke up on a handle than it is to get, have another hammer that's lighter. So if I really want to generate that force, I can grab, you know, further away from the head on the handle and get a fast swing without moving my arm. I don't have to, I don't have to you know, haymaker, a piece of metal to, to move it, you can almost keep your, your hand, your elbow locked. And just by having that extra long handle, uh, you can get that velocity without having to lift your fist above your head and punch the steel, you know, like you would with a super short (laughs) handle and a super heavy. Uh, you know, I find that, I I like that kind of whippy feeling and my shoulder likes me more the next day. I mean, when you have, you see these guys that just go to town with these like five, six pound hammers and it's like that, that looks great for like, you know, a 50 second video, but you can't, I mean, I don't, I don't care how tough you are. Like you're going to hurt trying to do that all day long. Like your shoulder is going to, is going to hate you. So that's just what I find. And I'm not saying I'm like that. I know everything or anything for that matter but i i I am starting to develop um uh preferences for myself that i that i tend to find that work better for me so yeah
0: yeah will and i were just talking about before the uh before the shows uh about bench heights um it's there you know there's 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 standard rules that you know your average hammer handle is x long your average bench is so high yeah but i mean there's there's a lot of, of variance in that in that everyone has different Personalities. Everyone has different things that they like or different yeah. things that they like to do with it. So it requires different methods.
1: And, and it's, yeah, I mean, everything, like you said, there, there's rule of thumbs, rules of thumb, but I think everything is so objective. Yeah. Um, that even if you have two people that are the exact same, you know, uh, Height and have the exact same body proportions, you, you might just tend to do things differently. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, anytime I cool. hear
0: someone say something like uh, the traditional way to do it is, um, it, it kind of makes me chuckle because there is no. A traditional way i mean you might be talking about german tradition from 1400s or the uh the english tradition from the 1800s or the uh, (laughs) yeah i mean i mean if you look at early american woodworking every town had their own tradition Um, well and you see vastly different methods have you
1: seen the guy the the guy that uh plays guitar with his toes and he doesn't have any hands Huh. Yeah, yeah. Like the traditional way to play guitar is using your fingers. <laughs> and that guy is like really good. Like he can play chords and like he sings. He doesn't have any arms. Like there's videos of it, I'm sure you can find it on Google. Huh. So um, you know, traditionally you'd play the guitar with your fingers, but you know, this guy plays them with his toes and he does just fine. So there are no excuses. There's no, you know, there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, I guess. Um I think, I think a rule of thumb is great for, okay, I have no knowledge. I have no experience. And this is, this is a, this will get me in the ballpark. And then once you start working with that and you start developing your preferences and your, you know, you start, then you can start experimenting, but that's a good, that'll get yeah. you in the ballpark. And then I feel you can like, speak from there.
2: I feel like it's a lot like uh, any skill or, uh, you know, like even photography, it's like you need to, you should learn sort of the rules, so then you can break them and know why you're breaking them. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, uh, Joshua Farnsworth of Wood and Shop. Uh, he's got a woodworking school and a YouTube channel um, about 20 minutes away from me, and, and I was over in his shop, and, and, and he is a, you know, traditional hand tool school, uh, <laughs> but tucked in the corner of his shop is a bandsaw and a power lathe and, a, you know, a table saw and things like that, and I was... I was talking to him and I said, you know, well, I'm more of a hybrid woodworker. And he goes, no, you're a woodworker. Uh, I, he's like, I hate that term, hybrid woodworker. And it's all about, you know, the end result. Um, and I feel like that's in, you know, blacksmithing or yeah. just making things in general is whatever gets you to that final, you know, the final piece. Like, I don't care if you're, you know, cutting the board by chewing it, you know, with your teeth like a beaver. As long as the, the final product is, is something to be proud of, uh, I don't care how you get there. Uh, but there's also like, uh, you know, kind of uh, letting the past, you know, letting p- other people figure things out first, and then using that as your rule of thumb, like, you know, they figured out that, you know, bench height, well, you can do a lot more with the bench that's, you know, yay big, then, you know, you're not working up here at your chest, and you're not, you know, bent way down low. Um, but I don't know. Now I'm just I, rambling because I have an internet connection.
1: When I was uh <laughs> yeah. when I was in California forging with uh, John Williams, he said something that kind of relates, but it's just such a good quote and and it's just always bounced around my head since I heard it. It says like, you know, like think about it like the chocolate cake. He's like, that's an easy thing, but the first person to do it. I mean, like could you go bake a chocolate cake without any, you know, without an <laughs> ingredient list? And you don't think twice about it. It's not a big deal. Like you could go find the ingredients and the, or the recipe and make it. But to do that without a recipe and to have the idea, like something yeah. super simple that everybody takes for granted, it's like the first person to do that was, uh, you know, pretty. Th- th- there's a lot of. There's a lot of. Um, I can't. I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. But it's a good quote. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or or like I, I remember as a kid, I used to think like, who's the first person that ate meat? Yeah, I've, like, I I like still think that the, like like who's who's the, like they, these guys are sitting around a, a a campfire or something. I don't know. I, I don't know if meat probably came before campfires, but in my head, it's funnier if they're sitting around a campfire. They're like, "Hey, my body hurts. Let's stab this thing, cut it apart, <laughs> hold it over the fire, and then eat it." Like yep. that's a that's a pretty random. You know, I'm sure that's not the way it happened, but like that would be a great. Like I feel like that's a great English comedy sketch waiting to happen right there. Like how did that how did that happen? Like that's that's innovation right there.
2: Yeah. Or or uh you know how they figured out what was poisonous and what wasn't in the forest? <laughs> like <laughs> like up, oh, well, don't eat that. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. that's funny. <laughs> Cool. I'm, I'm a well, new um, internet connection, man. This is yeah.
0: This is this is flowing nicely.
2: Oh, well, thank you. i will have to do this more
1: often. Feels like <laughs> a
2: podcast again.
0: Tell <laughs> yeah. your tell your buddy. Thank you for the internet.
2: <laughs> I will. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan McLaughlin. Jordan Mac photo on Instagram. I'm trying to get him on YouTube.
1: So <laughs> my my wife has we we've had no luck finding work out west. Um oh. Mm. And summer's coming. And, uh, so my wife's actually got, she, she's interviewing for a transfer to somewhere around Columbus, Ohio. So we'll see if that, huh. if that goes, um, maybe I, I know the territory covers Pittsburgh. I that would be I would think I would prefer Pittsburgh.
2: Well, because you're you like steel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's mostly because of so that I could, you know, prolong my affair with John Maleki. Yeah, there are a lot of good hills out there. <laughs> uh my wife has just walked in and she's smiling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this could be a dangerous thing. It my could wife be good news in and smiling. It's
2: uh good yeah, interview for the Columbus role,
1: she says. So, oh good. Cool. Isn't uh, Brian Prusa from there?
2: uh yeah i think he is yeah he's he's around columbus i think or i could tell you but uh yeah it's so
1: weird to me how close so i you know i grew up obviously in the northwest and the states are so much bigger there but they don't look that much bigger but when you get up to like the northeast the states are considerably smaller and everything is way closer than it seems (laughs) it's really weird like i remember when i was in dc i'm like there's no way i'm only like two hours from all of these places yeah Yep. it's crazy um
0: and then people are like oh i have to drive a half hour to get there oh it's too long
2: <laughs> I, I avoid dc i'm only 2 hours from dc and i avoid it like the plague so
1: no i i'm <laughs> not saying that uh, anything other than the fact that the first time i was there i remember we got on a i can't remember i was like looking at trains or something i was like no way all of these places are this close it blew my mind cuz like yep. i'm used to you know growing up in like washington it's like you know to leave the you know, if you want to go see another state, it's like all day to get to another state.
2: Well, that's like me and my wife, uh, debate on this. So I'm from Virginia originally. She's from California, Southern California originally. And she calls everything, uh, the big roads, she calls them freeways. And I said, and, but she calls them freeways in Virginia. And I'm like, no, they're interstates. And she's like, what's an interstate? And I was like, yeah, you wouldn't understand because you're from California, like, you know, where it's huge and you never leave the state.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're freeways where I grew up. Nope. 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 Yeah. And you get on them and you don't stop. I don't know if it's just Florida, but like everything here, like you, this, the speed limits, like, you know, 55, 60 people drive 90 and there's stoplights all over the place. Like there's no, you can't, th- there's no road without stoplights. So I guess the interstates as you would call them or everything is at grade. So it's like stop and go like you're pedal, you're either stomping on your brake or stomping on your gas.
2: Yeah, see, I would call that a highway. Yeah.
1: It's a hell way. It's the most, most <laughs> traffic accidents. Uh, highway 19 is the most dangerous highway in all of all of America. Wow. There's like two or three deaths a day within like 10 miles of me. Oh wow, hmm. yeah.
0: Anyway, well, um, let's see. We have got the creators photo challenge. We don't have. We're not judging one this week, but we have the. We're going to be announcing the new um, challenge for next time, which will mm-hmm. probably be in two weeks. Uh, so, Will, why don't you explain what people have to do?
2: Yeah. So I uh, thought I'd go simple on this one and just uh, your image, your entry needs to be monochromatic. So monochrome, uh, generally speaking, when you think about it, would be what you think of, of black and white, you know. Um, but monochrome can be any, you know, singular color. Uh, you could do a sepia tone. I've seen, you know, some some red-toned monochromes, but, you know, generally... Black and white images are what you consider monochromatic. Um, But this is a challenge to uh, work on the framing and shape uh, to make your image interesting because you won't have the added benefit of like pops of color or things like that. So monochrome.
0: Sweet. So if you want to get into it, all you have to do is put a picture up on Instagram and put it with the hashtag of creators photo challenge. And we will judge you in two weeks. And I think it's Zach's turn. Um, so we'll see what we're going to be doing for that.
2: I'll give you a hammer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we have two jokes of the week this time. Uh, will you put one on there? Why don't you? Uh, I did. You I heard.
2: I heard it this morning on the way here, and I just thought it was funny. Um, it. Uh, all right, hang on. I gotta. Hang on, scroll. All right. Uh, why are people untrusting of escalators? They are often up to something. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, but I love it. Uh,
0: Stupider the better.
2: Uh, and then the uh, second yeah. joke, uh, James, you want to read that one?
0: The, uh, the second one was uh, submitted by uh, 30, uh, 63 Degrees North. Uh, he put it in the, the live chat just a little bit ago. How does an Eskimo put his furniture projects together? It glues it together.
1: <laughs> that one's really, really good. The bad, bad <laughs> puns are hard to beat for 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 dumb jokes Mm.
2: that's i like it
0: uh i've started doing that in the the live chats anytime someone does a super chat i i tell a dad joke
1: joseph bailey in the live chat says i live near highway 19 i was an emt it's called blood alley to the first responders yep that sounds about right (laughs) wow (laughs) you turn on the news every morning and it's like three dead in traffic accident on highway 9 every single day
2: Mm. (laughs) yeah
0: well, let's get into what we're uh, watching, reading, what's, uh, what's inspiring us. Uh, Will, what you got?
2: The X-Carve Assembly Instructions. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous.
0: So the question is, is that book bigger than Zach's Anvil book?
2: So it's not a book. It's, you have to read it online, uh, either on your phone or a tablet or something. Like They don't uh-huh. have an instruction booklet that comes with your X-Carve. It's all digital. Um, which is pretty frustrating because it's like I said it's like a two-day build so you have to constantly keep your phone plugged in so it doesn't die on you <laughs> uh, but anyway uh, yeah what do you what do you who do you guys
0: I have to give a shout out to uh, Wooden Shop, who you mentioned earlier. I've been following him for years. Um, And he actually has a really good series on getting started with hand tools, um, going through and and talking about what you need, different things like that. Um, But he just put out a video recently on um, storing finishes. Uh, He stores them in mason jars. And he has this, this food saver pump that he can actually put on there and pump the air out of the jars to keep the finishes fresh. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've you know i tried Bloxygen and it works okay, but it's always a bit of a pain and it never quite works just right. Um, or crushing the can in some cases, which always just, it's, it's a pain to work with. Um, so I, I gave it a try and, and I, I really enjoy it. So I'm moving most of my finishes over to these uh, mason jars and, and pumping the air out of them. And so thank you for that. If you'd like to... Uh, See a link to that. I'll leave it down in the uh, description.
2: Also, check out his uh, his school um, woodshop yes. I think it is. Um, they do some really awesome weekend classes uh, where he brings in um, like he's brought in uh, Don. Uh, what's his name? Don Williams from Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brought him in. He's done uh, he brought
0: like, in a couple from Williamsburg.
2: Yeah. For Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> was that Miami Vice?
1: Yeah, it was Don Johnson. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, and he's done a class on uh, making your own handsaw, your own backsaw. Um, so just really, really cool. Uh, I'm, he's actually talked to me about maybe teaching a class for him. Um, so check him out if you're looking to get educated in person. Sweet. Well, Zach, what you got?
1: Uh, I actually just finished the Anvil book last night. Matter of fact, so there. Sweet. Yeah. Um. But I have a little bit left. I was reading uh, Nightmares and Dreamscapes by Stephen King, which is a compilation of short stories, and I'm almost done with that one. Uh, I think I had plans to do something else after that. I have so many books like in line for me, in queue for me to read. Uh, I think I have some some on design that I'm going to start into probably in the next week or so when I finish that other book. And I will let you know what they are when I get there. Cool. So there, take that. Right on. Well,
0: do you have a favorite product of the week now? Uh,
1: you know, I'm going to go with my, uh, my ISO tunes cause actually, I actually think I have them on right now. How convenient. Um, Been uh, just listening to music and working it's nice because everything is there's so much white, like the forge is so much white noise. You don't realize how loud it is until like I go inside and get water, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" Uh, <laughs> it's not—it's not necessarily an unpleasant noise, but it's very loud. You don't—you yeah, the- do, you just don't realize how loud it is. And uh, yeah, I, the only way I can actually listen to music when forging, especially if I have it the PSI cranked up, is is the ISO tune. So, and I will take this opportunity. I don't know how... So they're doing like a promotion thing right now. And to be honest, like their promotions confuse the crap out of me. It's like, <laughs> I buy like this thing and then enter this challenge for this other thing. And if you do that, then you add this to your basket and it's 10% off something, something, something. It's a little bit confusing to me. Um, I know that they, they gave me a code that's ZHF to use always. So um, I think... I'm sure if you look on their site, I think they have like a, it's something where you can get, if you buy like their Bluetooth, you get like a wired set for free. And I was thinking nobody listens to anything with wired earbuds anymore. (laughs) And then I think about every time I fly and I'm like, damn, I wish I had wired earbuds for flying (laughs) because obviously you can't Bluetooth stuff when you're, I spend a lot of time in planes and uh, yeah, I, I never, I never have anything to plug into them. And the ones that they give you are terrible. Have you guys ever used those? Like the, the ones that they give you on the plane. Oh, oh no, they're, they're terrible. Horrible. They're really like, they don't, you, you, they don't get, they don't work. Like they don't isolate the screaming children. So
2: they feel like they come in a happy meal.
1: I mean, you can, you put them in and it's like, you can hear the ocean.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: like, it's, it's awful. Um, so yeah, if anybody needs that sort of stuff, I, I don't even know how their promotion works, but if it, if you can't figure it out, try ZHF and I think that will get you something. Hopefully if it doesn't, then let me. Yeah, I've got
0: my pros right here. <laughs>
1: I don't like I don't like the pros. I like the the basic.
2: Well, there's the extra or whatever.
1: Yeah, I just I don't like.
2: Yeah, there's the original I
1: like uh, r- you know headgear attached to my music. I don't want to like clip mm-hmm. things onto my.
0: I like the all. the pros because you can get the the foam inserts. I much prefer those over the rubber plugs.
2: I I had the original original iso IsoTunes uh, and they were like they the battery life was abysmal. And the the inserts like broke all the time, uh, but I talked to the the original basic ones. Oh yeah. Um, but I talked to them at uh, WorkbenchCon, and apparently they fixed all those problems.
1: I have um, I have two of the extras, and okay. I always I just always charge one when I'm using the other one. So I usually get I can get it like and you know probably I don't know what they claim, but I think I get about like four or five hours out of them out of the battery like nonstop, which I think is pretty good.
2: Yeah. On the on the basics I got like two. Uh but as the battery life was winding down, it would go boo
1: doop, boo
2: and like let you know that the battery was dying. And so it, it basically made that like last little bit of battery life yes. totally useless because like, it was stressful. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, like I, I, I will say the same thing. Like it remind it, it gives you it reminds you too often that the battery's gonna die.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like,
1: it's like because for some reason, that always happens to me when I'm at the gym, and my gym plays the worst music possible. Like, the it's the worst music, and it's so stressful for me when I get, like, the beeps, and it's like, it, it, it just, it's not, it's like every, it, and it becomes more and more frequent until it's like, I mean, you might have 20 minutes or 10 minutes of battery life left, but, like, those 10 minutes are terrible like yeah
2: and it's like okay we get it why do you keep telling me like <laughs> say it once and then i'll just let the battery die it's fine
1: yeah so i'm, I'm not knocking on <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, everybody, go to IsoTunes.com. Yeah, uh, DHF. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, they don't
1: listen to this
2: because like uh, <laughs> well, I'm not sponsored by. I have, so. Yeah,
1: I have used other ones and and I, I do like them, so I, I do actually recommend them, despite a couple of things that that I wish were a little bit different. So that's uh, that's my that's me being
2: authentic. How's that? Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, what you got? What's your favorite product? Uh, So I got to give a huge shout out to Calvin from filament company Uh, with the announcement of the birth of my son. um, He reached out to me and said, Hey, I know that uh, in some circles your nickname is bear uh, and congratulations on Callum. Uh, I'd like to send you something. And I said, yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, So it just showed up and it is a, uh, a wooden, it's a walnut and white Oak, uh, baby rattle uh made uh, in the shape of a bear uh and it's made in his shop and he sells them on etsy um so go check him out on instagram and etsy uh just really really thoughtful uh really really nice and uh thank you thank you calvin very cool so
0: well i have to uh i have to say my favorite thing this week is omu umo i don't know how to say it it's a, uh, um, a smooth on product but it's the the two-part silicon rubber molding um so you can you can cast something and then mold it or mold something and then cast it um, <laughs> and uh um, I've, I've been playing with a couple different things i've been making these um, trophies for a, a race coming up and then i have another video and so i've actually been molding several things in the shop um and casting them with a, a epoxy so yes um Really cool product, and I'm probably going to be using it more.
2: You got a link to that? Yeah,
0: I'll uh, put it in the description. It's actually in the live chat now. So cool. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, where was that? Uh, so Make Brooklyn asked Zach, uh, "Was there a plot twist at the end of the end of the Anvil book?" It sounds kind of heavy.
1: Hmm. God, I wish I had a, like a some sort of witty response to that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. I guess I'm off my game.
0: Well, now that we've gotten to the end of this podcast, uh, we've been having a little bit of fun here, and I hope you have been enjoying it as well. If you'd like to join us,
1: Internet connection. Yes. (laughs)
0: It's
1: like like a whole
0: new. We actually still have three people at the end of the podcast.
2: Uh, I have something to offer. Yay.
0: So if you like that and would like to uh, help us out, you can join us on Patreon and throw a couple bucks our way and help us make the the channel better. Uh, we'll eventually get his own internet that is fast enough to talk over like a phone. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you want to join us live, you can do that on Creators Collective YouTube channel, and we record every Thursday at uh, 9, uh, to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 Central Time. And I think that's about it. Anything I'm missing? Cool. Until next time, have a wonderful day.
2: Adios. See you later.
0: Thanks again for listening to the Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.